It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wednesday, February 20th, 2019, you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly. I am coming to you from the Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado, and we are back for another day of talking sports with a dose of common sense. Hey, happy Wednesday to you. Yes, we took a couple of days off for President's Day. I heard from a few people saying, hey, what are you doing? Why are you playing older episodes? Why don't we have anything new? What can I say? We took a few days off for President's Day, but... We are now back and ready to roll. Hey, it was. It was President's Day on Monday. We took a little bit of a break. Of course, President's Day is a day that we honor the leaders of our great country by shopping for discounted appliances and mattresses. Now, if you'd like to contact the show, maybe let us know what brand of, I don't know, dishwasher you bought for President's Day. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailylittlesports at gmail.com, or you can go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Doesn't have to be appliance or mattress related. Maybe you have some feedback for the show. Maybe you've got a suggestion. Maybe you need a little advice. Reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Also, you should be sure to stop by tpublic.com. Pick up some Daily Dose gear that we have over there for the people in your life or maybe for yourself. And feel free to wear that gear often. tpublic.com doesn't just have t-shirts. They've got hoodies. They've got sweatshirts. They've got laptop covers, stickers. Just go to tpublic.com, search Daily Dose, scroll down until you see our Daily Dose logo, and there you will see a ton of Daily Dose gear. And we may be adding some more very soon, so make sure you stop by tpublic.com. Hey, today on the show, we do have a few stories coming out in the world of sports that we definitely need to cover. But then we have to get to our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. Hump Day? Of course, We are coming off of the NBA All-Star break this last weekend. And I want to look at something that I've been seeing a lot in the NBA. And honestly, I've been seeing it a lot in just basketball in general. Going to talk about that today a little bit later in the show. But first off, we do have a couple of news stories we need to talk about. Now, did you ever have a sporting event or maybe a draft or maybe just a game and you looked at it and you saw it afterward? And you said, wow, why didn't I see that coming? Like I should have saw that coming. I should have realized that was going to happen. Sometimes there are sporting events. We kind of talk ourselves out of what's going to happen. Like we'll sit there and we'll come up with scenarios and we'll say, okay, it should go this way, but I could see a scenario that it goes another way. No, no, no. Sometimes you shouldn't talk yourselves out of certain scenarios in sports because sometimes the most obvious answer 
is the one that ends up being correct. A lot of times, the favorite does win. And we did get some breaking Major League Baseball news yesterday that we all should have seen coming. And honestly, I don't know why we didn't. Because we talked ourselves into something that really didn't make that much sense. It seems that third baseman Manny Machado has agreed to the biggest free agent contract in American sports history. He signs a 10-year, $300 million deal with who? I mean, maybe he signed with the Philadelphia Phillies. Maybe he's going to join the Chicago White Sox. Hey, the New York Yankees are always in the bidding, right? No, he signs the $300 million deal with the San Diego Padres. No, seriously, I'm not even joking. Of course, we know Machado is a four-time All-Star. He is a two-time Gold Glove Award winner at third base. He made $16 million between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Baltimore Orioles last season. Now, this deal with the Padres includes an opt-out option after the fifth season for him. But I know a lot of times we hear these players saying, hey, I just want to go somewhere where I can win. I just want to be a contender. I just want to have a chance to win a championship. Well, we never heard any of that from Machado. But we kind of thought, well, that's the way he'll go, isn't it? I mean, that's what he's going to do. Remember, this is a guy in Manny Machado. He doesn't always hustle. He doesn't always play hard. But when we heard the Philadelphia Phillies, the New York Yankees are chasing him, well, he'll go to one of those teams where they can actually contend for a title. Why did we expect that? Why did we talk ourselves out of the most obvious scenario on the board? Manny Machado doesn't care one ounce about winning. He just wants to get paid. And he did get paid. And now he will suck. And you know what? Manny Machado doesn't care one single bit. He'll be happy to dry his tears from losing with $100 bills because he's got a ton of them. Again, we should have seen it coming. We should have recognized even last year in the playoffs when we saw the way he kind of carried himself for the Dodgers, we should have said, this dude doesn't care about winning. All he cares about is his contract. All he cares about is himself. We should have seen this coming. Manny Machado is now a San Diego Padre. Let's switch over to the NFL where it sounds like disgruntled Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown met with Steelers president Art Rooney II on Tuesday and they are saying that both sides have now agreed on the fact that Antonio Brown should move on from Pittsburgh. They say the meeting was cordial, that everyone agreed the trade would be for the best. Now, Brown has no more true guarantees left on his current deal. The five-year, $72.7 million extension he signed in 2017 includes a base salary of $12.6 million, $11.3 million, and $12.5 million. Now, you're going to hear that those are low numbers. Just kind of keep this in the back of your mind. Those are numbers for a wide receiver, not a quarterback. They're not that low. Brown is due a $2.5 million roster bonus in March, but NFL contracts can be reworked, so Brown could ask a new team to convert salaried money into guaranteed money if he wants to. That's something that the Steelers have actually done twice with Brown in the past. So we'll see what teams are in the bidding war now for Antonio Brown. The only true leverage that he has is I guess he could say, I'm going to hold out. I'm not going to play for Pittsburgh unless you trade me. You have to get rid of me. Otherwise, I mean, Pittsburgh can just keep him. They don't have to deal him. But it sounds like that meeting with President Rooney, it sounds like they've both kind of agreed, 
you should probably go somewhere else. But let me ask you this. Am I the only one beginning to wonder if Antonio Brown, like seriously might need some help? Like dude is, I don't know, dealing with something. Something doesn't seem to be exactly right with him. Have you seen him lately? He's dyeing the hair and dyeing the mustache different colors. And apparently he's demanding that people call him Mr. Big Chest. What? I'm not joking. You can look that up. He's telling people he wants to be called Mr. Big Chest. Okay, all kidding aside, Antonio Brown kind of seems like he's gone to a strange, dark, weird place right now in his life. You want to trade for him. And I know there's talk maybe San Francisco would be interested. I know there are a couple teams out there that have at least expressed, hey, he's a very talented guy. We know he's 30 years old, but he is a very talented guy. Forget the football stuff for a second. Forget the fact that he might quit on your team, that he might be divisive in your locker room, that he might be a distraction to your team. Forget that stuff. Yes, he's talented. Is there any chance Antonio Brown is, I don't know, kind of in a bad place mentally? Because I'm starting to see some things about what he's doing that don't make the most sense. I mean, you've been in Pittsburgh for a while and the biggest complaint we're hearing is that you're mad that Ben Roethlisberger called you out for maybe not being a player. You're mad that Mike Tomlin basically said, yeah, he left when you left. I don't know. If you want to go out and you want to make a deal for Antonio Brown, good luck. Hope it goes well. It still is a lot of money to pay a wide receiver. Remember, you can find wide receivers almost anywhere, but just keep this in mind. It is buyer beware with Antonio Brown. I would be very, very careful with that guy. Not sure he's 100% correct right now. Hey, coming back, we need to get to our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. Now, Hump Day? Last weekend, we saw the NBA three-point contest over the All-Star break. But if I were to ask you this question, who are the greatest three-point shooters in the history of the game, who would you say? Our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings just might surprise you a little bit today. So on Wednesdays, you know, we do like to get some real numbers involved. Not so much my opinion. You get enough of my opinion. But we like to put together a list and just see what stats and numbers actually tell us. Today, on our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings, Hump Day! The three-point shot has completely taken over basketball these days. A game is never over when you can score threes in bunches. And here's kind of why I started to think about this. Do you realize... In the NBA All-Star Game that took place on Sunday, the two teams combined for 167 three-point shots. Seriously? 167 three-pointers went flying up just in that one game alone. And I realize it's an All-Star Game. I realize there's no defense being played whatsoever, but they shot 167 three-pointers And they only made 62 of them. It wasn't like it was a great three-point shooting clinic that day. But like I said before the break, if I were to ask you to name the greatest three-point shooters in the history of the NBA, who would you name? Come up with a few names. Think about who might be on your list. I mean, Ray Allen made more three-point shots than anyone. He knocked down nearly 3,000 three-pointers in his career. Reggie Miller is up there. How many threes that he shot and he made in his career? 
maybe you think back to someone in an earlier time, Larry Bird, who might not have the numbers that some of these modern guys have because you just didn't shoot threes in that era. But make no mistake, there may not have ever been a more deadly shooter, especially when the game was on the line, than Larry Joe Bird because he would bury that shot right in your face. Obviously, Golden State Warriors guard Steph Curry is lighting up the league. He's knocking down threes at a historic rate. But you know, one thing lost today in the NBA, or even in the college game, even in the high school game, hey, go watch a Little League game at your local rec center. Go down to the playground. I don't know. Do kids still play on playgrounds? I don't know if that's still a thing. Go watch a Little League game at like a rec center somewhere, and you will see the same thing. The three is what kids want to shoot. They are going up in bunches. They love shooting the three. They do the little step back. They chuck up the three. I'm Steph Curry. So yes, the threes are going up in bunches, but here's the thing. They're not necessarily going through the hoop in bunches. Shooting percentage in basketball today is definitely a lost art. Kids, like I said, they want to be Steph Curry, and I understand it. But in order to be Steph Curry, you can't just take the shots. You actually have to make the shots too. Today, on our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings, Hump Day, we are going to count down the top 10 NBA shooters of all time, but not based on number shot or number made. We're going to count them down based on career shooting percentage. And I'm telling you right now, you might be a little bit surprised at who makes our list today. Starting off at number 10. And you know, we talked about this guy recently on The Dose as being maybe one of the most underrated point guards of all time. Yes, he handed out over 10,000 assists in his career. He averaged 14 points a game. He played in the league for 18 years. But Steve Nash was also a deadly three-point shooter. In his career, Steve Nash shot .4278 from outside the three-point line, nearly 43%. The issue with Nash throughout his career was never his shot selection. The issue with Nash was coaches saying, Steve, we need you to shoot it. You're such a good shooter, but you're so unselfish. Nash always looked to pass first. He always looked to create for his teammates. He wouldn't shoot it. But when he shot them, he made them. Steve Nash comes in at number 10 all time with three-point shooting percentage. Moving up to number nine on our list is a guy that I'm telling you right now, he's going to make you say, uh, who? Because Steve Novak played his college ball at Marquette where he and Dwayne Wade helped the Golden Eagles go all the way to the Final Four in 2006. Now, you might remember that Marquette team. Most likely, though, you remember it for Dwayne Wade. You remember it for his athleticism and him just carrying Marquette to the Final Four. But don't forget, when the defense collapsed on Dwayne Wade, he kicked it out to Steve Novak, who was a deadly shooter. Now, Novak was drafted by the Houston Rockets, but he bounced around to a number of teams. He was with the Clippers. He was with the Spurs, the Mavericks, the Knicks, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Raptors. He played 11 seasons in the league. Not a ton of consistency with one team at all. He was basically with a new team, I don't know, every other season. But what was consistent about Steve Novak was his three-point shooting. He didn't get a ton of playing time, but he made over 500 three-pointers in his career, and he shot .4301% from long range. That, again, is a deadly shooter, a little over 43%. Steve Novak comes in at number nine. 
Ashton Kutcher comes in on our list at number eight. Wait, that doesn't sound right. My bad. Kyle Corver comes in on our list at number eight because, you know, this isn't that 70s show. You know, Kyle Corver came out of Creighton University where he just shot the lights out at the college distance. And then he came to the NBA and, I mean, he's done it there too. And he's done it for seven different teams in his career. Do you realize that Kyle Corver is now in his 16th season in the NBA. In those 16 years, he has shot over 5,000 three-point shots, and he has made 0.4306% of them. If you leave Kyle Korver open, he is burying it. Well, unless he's playing Golden State in the finals. But other than that, he's making them. He is a very, very good long-range shooter. Moving up to number seven, and you might know our number seven player, because he's always on ESPN as a basketball analyst, but if you are too young to remember his playing days, Tim Legler was an excellent shooter. He played his college basketball at LaSalle University in Philadelphia. He scored nearly 1,700 career points in four seasons. He shot 43% from three-point range. Okay, well, great. That's cute, but that's LaSalle. That's not the NBA. That's not even a major college program. So Legs went undrafted. He bounced around the CBA a little. He ended up in Omaha and led them to a championship in the CBA. When he did, he actually got a shot to try out with Phoenix. He ended up lasting 10 seasons off and on in the NBA. Oh, and his three-point percentage in the NBA for those 10 seasons, 0.4312. A little better than 43%. Hey, shooters shoot. A lot of times we hear things, oh, different gyms are going to affect shooters. Oh, a couple feet longer is going to affect shooters. I've got news for you. Shooters shoot and Tim Legler could flat out shoot the ball. Didn't matter if it was at LaSalle or if it was in the NBA, Legs could shoot the ball. He comes in at number seven. Another journeyman shooter comes in at number six where former UCLA Bruin Jason Capono weighs in. He had a .4336 average from outside the arc. Now Capono has had stops with Cleveland, Charlotte, Miami, Philadelphia, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, he's bounced around a little, but he has done okay for himself. Here's something to think about with Jason Capono. And that name might not be the first guy you think of when you think of great three-point shooters. But make no mistake, Jason Capono could shoot it. He is a two-time three-point contest champion. Okay, big deal. That's a three-point contest. But don't forget, he did also win an NBA championship in 2006 with the Miami Heat. He has made over 453 pointers in his career, and his .4336 percentage ranks him number six on our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. Okay, coming back, we will continue our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings, and we will move forward to continue looking at the most deadly three-point shooters of all time by percentage. Trust me, I've got a few surprises for you in the top five. Just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, maybe you're looking at a specific holiday, maybe you've got to shop for a birthday, maybe you've got to shop just for a friend or a loved one, or maybe you just want to pick up something for yourself, you might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. February's Loot Crate theme is now out. It is called Transformation. It is a new year. And it can be a new you. Complete your transformation with some incredible gear from pop culture's most adaptable icons. So are you ready for a change? February's Loot Crate theme features items from Marvel, Adventure Time, and Transformers. But if none of those franchises interest you, remember, 
you can just go over to Loot Crate, choose from a huge selection of crates, a monthly subscription of crates, or you can just go pick individual items and they have so many items over there. Things for your house, things for your car, things for your office, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, t-shirts, you name it, Loot Crate has it. Of course, the best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, just make sure you type daily dose, one word in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order just as a little thank you for tuning into the Daily Dose. So let's continue our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. And like we talked about, the three-point shot has totally taken over the game today. You go to your local rec center, you go to a playground, you go watch, it doesn't matter, eight-year-olds playing basketball, and what are they doing? They're flinging the ball from outside the line and saying they're Steph Curry. But again, lost in all of those three-point shots that we see in today's game is one very important aspect, shooting percentage. Hey, it's adorable at the rec center level. If you've got a kid or you know a young person and maybe they're playing little league basketball, they're playing little league club ball or whatever, it's adorable that they're out there firing up those threes. Maybe they get 10, 12 shots and they say, man, he took 10 threes today. Did he make any? I uh, made one. It was really exciting. Everyone got all hyped when he made it. Okay, that's great. But here's the thing to think about. When you get to high school, Trust me on this, you had better be pretty special for a coach to give you 10, 15 shots. And if he does, you had better be knocking down four to six of those things. Oh, and at the college level, you can almost forget about it unless you are just a freak, one-time generational kind of person because you're not going to get that many shots. The coach is getting fired if you're not making them. Not many coaches are willing to take that risk. So you might enjoy seeing all those threes go up at the little league level. I'm just telling you, be very, very careful because it is one thing to shoot a ton of threes. It is another thing completely to make a ton of threes. And that is the key, having a quality shooting percentage. With that in mind, let's continue to look at the best shooters in the history of the NBA, not by number of threes made, but by their percentage. Hey, anyone can just chuck up a three. Who is actually making them? Let's move up to number five. And for all of the things our number five entry has done, making our list today honestly might be one of the more impressive things. Small school guy coming out of college. There's no way he's going to be able to hold up physically. But so far in his career, he has already attempted more than 5,400 three-point shots. That ranks him ninth all-time for three-point shots attempted. But Steph Curry has splashed 0.4371% of those shots. He has made 2,365 three-pointers so far. And think about some of the shots that Steph Curry takes. Transition threes. Threes constantly on the move. Threes coming off of multiple screens. Threes with hands in his face. Looking at the number of threes that he takes and the difficulty on the threes that he takes, I think we can probably safely say Steph Curry is probably the best pure shooter of all time. And we've got the stats to back it up. I wasn't ready to buy into that just a few years ago. I'm looking at Steph Curry now and I'm going, no, I think we can prove that now. He is absolutely the best pure shooter of all time. Now, game on the line for me, I'm still taking Larry Bird. That's just me. But just pure shooting, and again, with the difficulty that sometimes he has on his shots, he's not a huge guy. Steph Curry, 
I think we can say, is the deadliest shooter ever. He comes in at number five, which is amazing considering the number of shots that he takes. Coming in at number four is just simply one of the best pure shooters ever. He had beautiful form. If you want to see it, go to YouTube and look it up. And this guy was also absolutely fearless. It is just too bad that we lost the Croatian sensation Drazen Petrovic so early. Of course, we lost him in that deadly car accident. He was such a tough player. He would not back down from anyone. If you go back and you watch some of the clips of Drazen Petrovic, he would not back down even from Michael Jordan. He was fearless. He had early success in Europe because he wasn't allowed to come to America. And then he finally was able to come to the States and was drafted by the Portland Trailblazers. He would eventually be traded to the New Jersey Nets where he would play three highly productive seasons. He was only in the NBA for five total seasons. But in that time, he knocked down 255 three-pointers again in an era where the three wasn't like it is today. But he averaged 0.4374% from outside the arc. Of course, we know Petro was killed in that car crash in Germany in 1993. He was only 28 years old. You go back and you look at some of his clips and you look at kind of the way he played. He would have been so great in this era. But you just wonder, what would he have done if he would have just had a few more years? Because Drazen was really starting to adapt to the NBA game. He was just getting better every single year. I would have loved to have seen what he would have looked like with a little more experience in the NBA. Drazen Petrovic comes in at number four. Okay, I told you I had a surprise for you on our list of highest percentage shooters in history. And here it comes at number three. And I'll be honest with you, Steph Curry was a little bit of a surprise for me. I didn't think there was any way he could rank as high as he did considering the number of shots he takes and the difficulty that he has on some of those shots. But you might even be more surprised to find out that Steph's brother Seth actually ranks higher right now than he does. Seth Curry, of course, played his college ball at Liberty University before transferring to Duke. And you know, he actually was named the starter when they lost point guard Kyrie Irving with an injury. But Seth went undrafted in 2013. He had to go play in the D-League. He finally got a shot with Memphis, and somehow now he has managed to stick around in the league for five seasons. Yes, he's been with seven different teams, but Seth Curry, not Steph, Seth has knocked down an amazing 0.4402% of his three-point attempts. He's only shot 577 three-pointers, but he has hit over 40 four percent of them hey not bad for Steph's little brother of course you may remember maybe you're too young to remember their dad Del Curry who was one of the great all-time shooters he had just perfect form a very clutch shooter but in the era that he played in the three-point shot wasn't used like it is today but Del Curry obviously taught his boys well he has two of his sons in the top five three-point shooting percentage of all time in the NBA. I wouldn't have believed you if you'd have told me Seth Curry is number three all time. And yet here he is. He is making over 44% of his three-pointers. Coming in at number two is another guy that had some examples of how to shoot from right within his own family. Because Walter Davis was one of the great all-time scorers. He racked up nearly 20,000 points in his career. But Walt didn't really play in a three-point era. That wasn't really a thing they focused on. He didn't even shoot 600 threes in his 15-year career. But Walter Davis's nephew, Hubert, 
Yeah, he knocked down over 700 three-pointers in his 12-year career, and he shot a crazy .4409% from long range. Hubert Davis is another guy that he just had perfect form on his shot. If you go back and you watch him and you look at some of the clips, it didn't matter if he was shooting a three. It didn't matter if he was shooting a two. It didn't matter if he was shooting a pull-up jumper from the block. His form was exactly the same. And he was just so balanced. Everything was just so straight. Everything was just perfectly in line. Hubert actually had a few big moments in his career, mostly while he was a member of the New York Knicks, but he did bounce around to a number of teams. Hubert Davis comes in at number two on our list. Okay, so here it is. Who is the number one three-point shooter by percentage in NBA history? Oh, and when I say he's number one, he's number one by nearly a full percentage point. This guy shot an amazing .4540 over a 15-year career. Over 45% from three. Basically, if you give him the ball, there's almost a 50-50 chance he's knocking down a three every time he shoots it. Yeah, this guy is on top. And it's kind of fitting when you think about it. And we've talked about it before here on The Dose. I would say our number one entry has led maybe the most incredible, insane life of pretty much anyone in the NBA. I would say that there should be a 30 for 30 about the guy. But honestly, just looking at what he's done in his career, I don't think a 30 for 30 would be enough. I think it would have to be a full length feature film because I want you to think about the career that our number one entry has had. Think about just the life that he has had. He is born in Lebanon to an American academic. He then moves back to the States and plays his high school basketball in California. Meanwhile, his dad is assassinated by terrorists. Despite not being recruited much in high school, he somehow makes it at the University of Arizona. He helps lead the Arizona Wildcats to the Final Four. Makes no sense already. He signs eventually with the Chicago Bulls. He knocks down the game winner of the 1997 NBA Finals. There's no way. Like, that's a storybook ending right there. You could end his story there, and you'd say, well, that's an amazing story. Wait, it's going to get better. He leaves Chicago. He joins the San Antonio Spurs. Altogether, our number one entry wins five NBA championships as a player. It's not over. He takes over as head coach of the Golden State Warriors. He leads them to three more titles. And yes, Steve Kerr is the leading three-point shooter of all time in NBA history by percentage knocking down over 45% of the three-point shots that he put up. Kind of fitting, really, that the head coach of the Warriors would be on top of this list, isn't it? Because when you think of the Golden State Warriors, and you think of the era that they have ushered in, and you think of the way they use the three-point shot, all these kids that are out there trying to mimic them, they are trying to mimic the Warriors. They're saying, hey, I'm Steph Curry. Hey, I'm Klay Thompson. Hey, I'm Kevin Durant. I'm putting the threes up. But never forget this, the Golden State Warriors knock those shots down. None of it matters if you're just putting up the shots and you're missing them all the time, young players. I'm telling you that right now. You might think it's cool. Look, I shot a three. It only matters if it goes in. And Steve Kerr is leading a group that puts it in better than anyone else. And it's no wonder 
because he was a guy that made sure the threes went in better than anyone else ever has in the history of the NBA. Hey, tomorrow on the show, we of course will be bringing you the latest and greatest in sports news. But I'm telling you right now, we did have a pretty wild weekend this last weekend in sports, and we didn't really get to talk about that much with us being out for President's Day. But we do have some sports media overreactions of the week that we've been hearing over the last few days and just during that time off about some of the events that took place over the weekend. Trust me on this. You're not going to want to miss that. We are hearing some crazy things right now in the sports media world. We will be sure to touch on a number of those tomorrow on the show. Hey, I have to say thank you all so much for listening to and for sharing the show. Thank you for the emails, the texts, and the tweets. Don't forget to go by Public and pick up some of the Daily Dose gear that you know you need in your life. have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday.